What's good, y'all? This your boy Jalen. We back at it with another episode of the 2412 Pod. What's good, y'all? It's your boy Keytoin, aka Master Man. We back with the GOAT episode number 12, the Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. episode, man. Let's get it, man. We got a lot in store for y'all today. You got NFL coaches getting fired, a wild week 18 that didn't disappoint, a playoff preview, and more, man. Just stay tuned with us. Yes, sir. But first, y'all know what to do. Go ahead and give us a follow on all social medias and uh, streaming platforms. Uh, IG, Twitter, and TikTok at the 2412 pod. And subscribe to us on all streaming platforms and leave us a rating. We appreciate it. Yeah, man. Back coming coming back to what number episode this is, is is really, you know, important to me because you know it's it's a part of the name, a part of the legacy of the 2412 podcast, you know. You know, the seven times, seven ring, like Ariana Grande champ, you know what I'm saying? Five times Super Bowl MVP like Booker T, you feel me? The three-time, hopefully this year to be the four-time NFL MVP, the 15-time Pro Bowler, all-time leader in passing yards, touchdowns, all of that. Most QB wins right now, 243. The GOAT, man, greatest athlete of all time. Not trying to hear about Serena, Jordan, all that. You feel me? It's Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr., man. Let's get let's get this episode started, man. <laughs> Young master coming hard with the strong facts. <laughs> Got to man, it's, it's the it's the twelve it's the twelve episode, man. Gotta gotta come hard. I feel you, bro. I feel you. Hey, talking about Brady, man. You know we're gonna start out talking about football, man. But we're gonna first start out with college football. You know we had the championship game on Monday night. How about them dogs, though, man? Hey, man. Look, y'all. Look, the Braves started it all, man. The Georgia. The Georgia sports curse has been lifted, man. Them damn dogs, man, down in Georgia finally defeated the Crimson Tide, man. 33-18, the national championship, man, Jay. It, fe- it feels good just to see something different. And Georgia finally get over the hump, man. Yeah, I must say I'm quite surprised with this outcome, bro. I, like, I know Georgia's a great team, but they just can never beat Bama when it really matters. And they finally stood up and did it. Yo, Stetson Bennett, he struggled at first, but he come back um, in the second half and did his thing. You know, with 17 for 26, 224 yards, two touchdowns. And then on the Keely Ringo had a 79-yard interception return in the fourth quarter. Pick six yes, sir. in the game. It, that was a beautiful moment for them. For the end like that, right. man. That, Bama, man, that sucks. it sucks for Bama, though, man. It's like they lost, I think they said they lost 2,000-yard receivers or something. They had, they, that, that cost them the championship game, but. Bryce Young still went out there and did his thing. So we we gonna see how they gonna come back next year. We you think it might be over, man? You think Nick Saban's reign of dominance might be over? Oh no, nah. Saint Nick reign ain't gonna be over until he retired, bro. Like Alabama just gonna keep reloading. They gonna be right back on top next year. That's what I'm glad Georgia was able to do it this year because Bama probably gonna start next year ranked as the preseason number one team yet again. True. Bryce Young gonna be back next even, year too. Even though Georgia won, yeah. Yeah, Bryce Young gonna be back. Like that's a, that right there alone, man. That's gonna make them better. I think their defense is gonna become even more elite next year. Well, we all know what that means. Nick Saban loses in the championship game. Bill Belichick win the Super Bowl. So you already know. Let, let, let's get it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we we gonna see if that that come to fruition again. But yeah, like you mentioned earlier, man, what a way to start out the year with the Braves just breaking the Georgia sports curse. I know everybody down there in Georgia elite because it's been a long time coming for Georgia sports fans with this. Especially the, especially them dogs. Yeah, I don't think they won since um, Herschel Walker was playing with them way back in the day. Oh, yeah, that's, it's been like a 40-year gap. That's, de- that's, def- that's definitely a long time coming, Herschel Walker. Yeah. And all those talent Georgia done had come through there, man, the last 30, 40 years since they won it. It's amazing that they went this long without winning a championship. I was, like, very surprised. But, yeah, I'm glad they won it, man. I'm Glad to see something different other than Bama all the time. Yeah, man. Shout out to Atlanta. You know, Quavo, Offset, all them, the Migos, everybody, QC, everybody in Atlanta turn up. Yeah, shout out Georgia, man. Bay, you know, we got to transition from the National Football Championship to some NFL news. We had a lot of NFL going on. At the end of each season, man, after the last weekend of NFL football, there is a day called Black Monday, which is very Coming around the league every year, it's a day where all the head coaches that's on the hot seat usually get fired, basically the Monday after the last weekend of football. Uh, this year, we had five coaches to get fired. Uh, first, Vic Fangio of Denver Broncos. 
Matt Nagy of the Chicago Bears, Mike Zimmer of the Minnesota Vikings, Brian Flores of the Miami Dolphins, which was quite a surprise, and Joe Judge of the New York Giants, man. So, yeah, Master, which one of these coaches getting fired was the biggest surprise to you? Uh, surprisingly, of course, it was Brian Flores. Like, it just, it just didn't make sense. Like, y'all were literally the first team in NFL history having a seven-game losing streak and a seven-game winning streak in the same season. So, bro, literally had your team at the bottom of the bottom and almost can't. He, they could have had a chance to win the division this year. It, it was a slight chance on that win streak, but Brian Flores getting fired is just, in my opinion, a travesty, man. He didn't get a fair shake. And it, it's, it's just disappointing, but hopefully he gets a head coaching job somewhere else, which he most likely nine times out of ten will. Yeah, I agree. Definitely Brian Flores. That that firing caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting that. So when I saw the headline, it was like, Brian Flores got fired from the Dolphins. I was like, what? I think it was a mistake. I'm kind of not surprised, though. Like, you know how they do us. Even though some of the coaches, white coaches and people get fired, you know, in their first two years. But it happens to us too much, you feel me? But, That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't get I'm, mad at Brian Flores. Like, last year, the Dolphins in any other given year, man, the record they had, they probably would have been a wild card team. And then this year, exactly. after that 1-7 start, how they finished the season off and was still in the hunt in the last couple of weeks, man, with that roster. They have no offensive weapons. Tua hasn't really played that great. And for Brian Flores, nah. still the pattern. I was surprised that they – like, you can't – how you get rid of Brian Flores before you get rid of Tua? Like, you know that's not your franchise quarterback. Exactly. Like, you get rid of him before you get rid of Brian – I mean, you get rid of Brian Flores before you get rid of him. And he's had them as, like, a top defense the past two years, too. So it's just like, what What was the point of getting rid of him? Like, right. All the talent that he got, too. Like, it's just, it's just ridiculous, man. But, Joe, I ain't gonna lie. I feel like, what? Do, how you feel about the Joe Judge firing? Because I feel like the media just bullied people, <laughs> bullied them into firing him. Like, I don't think he deserved to get fired because the Giants played hard under him these past two years. And I feel like it was just the media that uh, bullied them in the fire. How you feel? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm not surprised because, like you said, the media, I thought he was going to actually get fired, like, on Monday. So when they fired him the day after, I was, like, kind of surprised because I was like, shoot, he made it through Black Monday, so maybe, you know, he'll keep his job. But they was like, nope, about to cook you, bro. Got him fired. But, I mean, the Giants has been a mess these last couple years. Like, that whole roster with a lot of injuries, like, missed draft picks, their O-line has been – Pretty terrible. Daniel Jones being yeah. inconsistent. Uh, they, he got hurt. Yeah, got hurt. The free agents they brought in, they paid a lot of money for, like Kenny Galladay hasn't really, like... Produced. Kyle Rudolph ain't did nothing from what I... From this season. Nope. I ain't heard nothing about him. Nope. And it... Oh, I said they had Kenny Galladay, too. He ain't did nothing. Like, it's ridiculous. Like... Right. It's it's really the... I'm, I Like I said, you can't really blame him because you got the injuries... Saquon still trying to get back. The O line just been terrible for years. Like, I, I, I just feel like he probably should have got another chance too. But if he come back to New England, I ain't, I ain't complaining. I'm not complaining. Yeah, he probably just gonna need to go be a coordinator for a couple of years to build his stock back up. But it, it's New York, man. You know the pressure is sky high in New York, especially with the Giants. Cause you know they consider you know the elite team compared to the Jets in history. You know the Giants expect the you know, at least be a respectable franchise, just like baseball with the Yankees. So New York is very tough to achieve. And uh, this is the Giants, what, third coach they had in the last couple of years. They didn't switch coaches a lot. Cause they had what? They brought what, that McAdoo guy in. I think yeah. they had Shermer and then, not, then Joe Judge. Hey, I remember Pat Shermer. Yep. Everybody wanted Pat Shermer up out of there. Yep. So this is their third head coach in the last seven, eight years, which is a, was a lot of turnover for them. But to speak on the other ones before we decide – which is a which one is the best destination franchise, man? Matt Nagy from the Bears, he had to go. It, it was it's not really too much said about that. Vic Vangio, the Broncos been trash. Quarterback situation terrible. They got so much talent over there. They just they just need a quarterback. But yeah, he had to go too, man. It's it's just it's just a need for new faces. And Mike Zimmer for the Vikings. I mean, it was it's it's just like the the. Tua and Brian Flores situation. Like you got Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer. Like they both kind of the problem. So it's just like which one do you get up, get rid of first? And I guess you gotta get rid of the coach first. Right. Yeah. I, I wasn't surprised about none of the rest of the fires. Like you said, the writing been on the wall for all these guys basically the whole season. Uh, Matt Nagy. He's had a lot of opportunities with them. Uh, the offense just hasn't never really been that great since he's been the head coach. Honestly, and they probably want to bring in a 
a better offensive-minded coach to come in there from Justin Fields to help him develop more. Uh, like you said, the Broncos, man, they just a quarterback away because the rest of their roster isn't bad at all. Their defense is very good. Even after the Von Miller deal, their defense was still very exactly. good. Still good. They have a lot of so great ten. skill position players on offense. Most definitely. Judge Jerry Judy, you feel me? Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler, Melvin Gordon when he not out here fumbling up a storm. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then Zimmer, another thing, man, the, the Vikings, like you said, it's, it's hard to really win big with Kirk Cousins just starting quarterback. Like, he does just yeah. enough to have you mediocre, but you're never going to be elite with him as but, your quarterback. But plays conservative when it – because he – it's kind of like he still wants his stats, so he just plays conservative, and he's terrible in big games, as we've seen for, like, the past three to five years. Like, he's just terrible in big games. And, yeah, Minnesota still went and gave him that big extension, so now he's, like, one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the league. <laughs> Crazy. For real. But, like you mentioned so, earlier, man, we're going to say which team, you know, think is the most attractive for a new potential head coach, man. If you was going in, interviewing for all these head coaching vacancies, what team do you think is the most attractive? To me, it's either going to be the Broncos or the Giants. It's just because the Giants is like the biggest, out of every, all of, all of them, it's the biggest market team. So, I mean, and it's the, the media capital of the world. So, yeah, it's going to either be the Broncos or the Giants job for me. What, what you got? I'm going to go Broncos here just because they basically sit on every single aspect of Ross himself a quarterback, which I know quarterback is the hardest position to get right in the NFL. Most important. But if I'm that close and I just got to go out there and find me some type of quarterback, I think I'm going to take that Broncos job. Even if Denver had a quarterback that was like Derek Carr level good, they would definitely be a playoff team. Oh. Yeah, we're we going to talk about him later. We're going to talk about Derek Carr later. But yeah, if he was a, a Derek Carr... B tier type quarterback, yeah, I would, I would definitely take that job as well. Yeah, and there's gonna be a couple quarterbacks that potentially might be on the market this all season, like Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Russell Watson. Russell Wilson, yeah, Deshaun still got to get traded. So we, I still got. I don't know. Now that they done fired Brian Flores, are they gonna go get him now, or is that just done? I don't know. I've been hearing mixed reports about that because some people reporting that Flores was a Tua guy, and then other people like, nah, Deshaun want to play for Flores, so. I, I really don't know what they're doing down there. It's, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I have no idea. I think Deshaun is going to end up, I don't know, if he's still probably going to in Miami or possibly Carolina because Matt Rule is desperate, so he might throw every draft pick that we have for the next three years to still try to get Deshaun in Carolina. So I see those as the two most likely destinations for Deshaun, but Denver definitely should go hard after Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, in my opinion, if they're available. Most likely gonna be Aaron Rodgers if they don't if they don't win this year they definitely I feel like they definitely get Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah, it'll be like another Peyton Manning type thing. You know when Peyton went there after he first left the Colts, it'll be another situation like that. Yeah. So you wanna you wanna get into this crazy week eighteen man? Last last uh, regular season games of the season man. It's sad. You know, we love football, man. So it's sad, it's sad to see the season go, man. It's emotional, damn near. Got me about to cry, man. But <laughs> week 18 did not disappoint at all, man. We going to start off with the with the, the catalyst that set off everything that happened in week 18. The Colts losing to the 2-14 and 14 or the 2-13. <laughs> I don't know, even know. All I know is they only got two wins on the season, the Jaguars. The Colts losing to the Jaguars 26-11 just shattered. Everything for the rest of the day. It helped the Steelers make the playoffs after the, after the Steelers beat the Ravens. Jay, man, I know I'm I'm going I'm going on. I'm getting ahead of myself, but let's just start off with the Colts defeating the Jaguars. Man, setting it off, bro. Just, this was just the you know the staple setup game for a while. Week 18 in the NFL, you can't expect nothing less, especially the last week of the season like this. We should have known the upset like this was coming, but for the Colts just to choke this game away, man, with their lives on the line again to the playoffs. You just cannot go down to Jacksonville and lose this game, man. You just cannot. And especially a guy like Carson Wentz, man. Like, I tried to defend him so many he times just, in the past, but I'm done. I, bro, who you telling? We defend, try to defend him so many times, you know. He just, he just makes us look bad. Like, I, he just, he just makes us look bad, man. Like, they, I don't think they've beaten Jacksonville in Jacksonville like the past five, six years, even when they played them in London. 
So it's just like you 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 just thought that they was gonna do it this time, but no, they just go out there and get their ass beat, and it was just hilarious to watch, man. It's like you wanna you wanna free Jonathan, you wanna say free Jonathan Taylor or something. Exactly. Like, I feel bad for Jonathan Taylor, man, because he, he he literally carried that team for most of the season because Carson Wentz was just erratic in this game, just put icing on the cake for him. You know, everybody thought he was gonna be a little bit better, cause, you know, back re- reunited with Frank Wright and all that stuff. But the Colts might be back in the market again this offseason to try to get another quarterback. But they stuck with that Carson Wentz contract, too. Oh, yeah, they definitely stuck with that contract. And how about the Eagles, though, fleecing them, getting a first-round pick out of that, too? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, that's that's, that's, that's crazy. And they got rid of that contract and got a first-round pick. Well, they fleeced, fleeced the Colts. <laughs> Just to get rid of Carson Wentz. And they over here. Look, the Eagles over here in the playoffs. Yeah, we're the better quarterback in the moment. I'd say Jalen Hurts any day that we cover Carson in the moment. <laughs> On game. So, uh, what, what, uh, okay, back back to the Steelers and the Ravens game. Of course, we thought uh, Big Ben tur- was turning up in the last he day. He was. <laughs> cap, bro. I was, I was hyped. He was out there turning up in the last day against the Ravens. It was a... It was an okay game. You know, it's not going to be. It was him versus Tyler Huntley. I, I believe that's his name. I, yeah. My bad. I keep forgetting. But it wasn't a, a great game. But it, it was it was an intense game because you thought it was going to be Big Ben's last dance, man. But they ended up winning at 16-13, I believe. And just the, man, it, it was, and that, the coach just starting it all off with the with the helping the Steelers get in the playoffs was ridiculous, bro. I'm I'm still speechless about it. You already knew when the Colts lost that game, some crazy mess about it happened too. I already knew it. I did. I didn't want anything less, bro. It was we, it's the last week of the season, bro. I didn't want anything else to happen, but we. I, I want to talk about the 49ers sweeping the Rams, man. In the in the division little series, man. What what was the score of that game, man? I. I uh, the Forty Nineers won twenty seven to twenty four in overtime. Yeah, I say Matt Stafford threw the pick to Odell, and I was I was just like, Skip blaming Odell right now that they lost this game. He's blaming on right now. But shout out to the Forty ers man, making it to the, the basically the whole NFC West except the Seahawks, which we called this at the beginning of the season that the whole NFC West was gonna make the make the playoffs except the Seahawks because you know they they trash right now. But yeah, man, you got anything to say about that game, man? Because I'm I'm kind of surprised that the Forty Nineers swept the Rams this season. Yeah, I am too, man. Like we said, the NFC West just coming into the year was obviously the best division in the NFC from top to bottom. Turned up like we all knew they would, right? So they got three teams in, and you no, know, the the game was back and forth from most way. Well, the first started off the Rams was killing them the first half, but then San Francisco came out strong in the third quarter, started turning up. Then the Rams, at the end, end of the fourth quarter, I thought, I was like, man, the Rams might got it. But Jimmy G came out of nowhere and led him to a game-time drive, man, which put the game in overtime. But I'm happy for the 49ers, too, just because, you know, I think they're going to be a tough matchup in that first round, in the wild card round, which we'll get to that in the next segment, though. But I'm happy for the 49ers because I think they definitely deserve to be in the playoffs with that roster that they have. Oh, yeah, and Kyle Shanahan, even though he don't know how to coach four quarters and Super Bowls and all that, he – he 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 a good coach, man. Just because of the injuries last year, they still I, did they make the playoffs last year? Or if nah. they didn't, they were close. They were close last year, even with all the COVID opt outs and the injuries. And he he really is a good coach, man. Putting Debo at the tailback, pitching it to him, letting him throw touchdown passes. It's just like yeah, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan deserve a little bit of love. Yeah, Shanahan definitely one of the, the better coaches in the league, but. You know, we got to get to this final game, the craziest game of yeah, the year. season finale, The man. best game of the Nick, season, bro. bro. I watched it for a minute. But I swear that, <laughs> I swear I said that, bro. This game has to be game of the year, yes. yo. Just because, man, the the season finale, man. The Raiders defeating the Chargers 35-32 to 32 in OT. Jay, when I tell you, I never want, like Justin Herbert said, Leon Herb, I never wanted a tie so bad. Exactly. <laughs> I will pull it for a tie like, so hard man, the whole game. I was like, please it's, char- it's like the Chargers win. The Steelers don't make the play. It's, it's so much going on because they just made the playoffs from the Colts losing. So if the Chargers win, the Steelers don't make the playoffs. Justin Herbert, I just want to say, it's cold. The, that, those fourth downs, you Bro, know, crazy. 
was so beautiful. Like, especially the one in the end zone, Mike Williams is double covered and he still throws it to top, bro. Yo, that game could have been over was, so many times before it was, and Herbert kept pulling oh through every God. time. <laughs> Jay Herbo kept pulling through every time, man. This is not Herbert's fault, not in the one bit. Herbert did everything he could, bro, to get him in there. It's no, it's really nobody's fault, man. Yeah. Like, except Brandon, Brandon Staley. Yeah. Why are you calling that timeout? Why, like, why would you call that timeout? They, everybody just letting the clock tick. Like, you know what time it is. They was put, like Derek Carr said, them calling the timeout changed the mood completely. Like, they was potentially gonna tie with y'all so both of y'all can get the playoffs, and you call the timeout. Like, you. You hold yourself and your team out of a chance just because you thought maybe you could get a get a stop, knowing they was just gonna kick the field. Goal. I don't understand like, what, what you think. Like, what are you doing? You can just feel the vibe that last sixty seconds, like the way the Raiders was just moving around right slow. You was like, oh snap, they really about to go for the tie right here. <laughs> exactly. Nobody's. It's no sense of urgency. Like both of y'all was gonna make the playoffs, and that would have been tough for uh, almost all the NFC West to make. I mean, AFC West to make it in there. But Anthony Lynn would have never called that oh, no. timeout. They, <laughs> He shouldn't have got, I don't know, Chargers, I don't know why y'all fired Anthony Lynn, bro. He would have never called that timeout, bro. He need his job back because Brandon Staley just holds your organization with that call. But, Jay, I, I got to make a statement. Derek Carr, he deserved his win. This is his first playoff appearance. And since we, we since we consider Matt, Stel, Matt Stafford an elite-level quarterback, now Derek Carr has taken over the mantle as the best average nigga in the league, the best average QB oh, yeah, in the league. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, Definitely. Yeah, I, I like Derek Carr, man. He just, he just so consistent, man. I just, he, he, him and his team deserve it. The Raiders deserve it. Rick Basaccia, shout out to him because they the first team to make the playoffs with a uh, with a midseason coaching change. And I think about 60 years, I think they said, on the uh, on the broadcast. Yeah, he, he deserved to keep the job even after this year. Just alone getting them into the playoffs, I think he deserved an opportunity to coach them moving forward. But Derek Carr has always yeah, been super yeah, underrated. Versace definitely should get a chance to coach them in the next season. Definitely. But Derek Carr has always been underrated basically his whole career. He's not flashy. He's not up there, of course, with the Bradys and the, the Lamar Jacksons and the Aaron Rodgers of the world. But he's definitely a quarterback that, you know, you would love to have on your team because he's not really going to hurt you. He doesn't make too many man, mistakes. Shut up, Renfro. Shut up, Hunter Renfro, too, man. He, he reminds me of, a, like, another Julian Edelman type. But he, he can do more. Like, he... He right. He was gonna be that raw coming out of Clemson, even though he's caught the game winning pass in the national championship. I think he was gonna be this raw. Yeah, he was basically that wide receiver one man after the raw situation. He really stepped up. Zay Jones, ECU out here yes. making big plays, man. Shout out to Zay. He proud of him too. He always had the talent, bro. But when Gruden was there, he never called plays for him, which I never understood because Zay got the talent. The bro was the all time yeah, leader in NCAA football and like catches and yards. Like, come on now. <laughs> exactly And I remember being at that game Man But yeah He going crazy Waller He I don't think he did too much Josh Jacobs was running hard too Shout out to him With bad ribs and all too But The season finale NFL Week 18 season Man It was glorious It didn't disappoint at all Shout out to the Raiders And the Chargers For putting on the show man When hit playoffs Here we come Yes sir Speaking of that you know, we got to start talking about the Super Wild Card Weekend, bro. It's about to kick off on Saturday. Yeah, Super Super Wild Card Week. Right. This season, this is the best season. This is the best season of football. We ain't go, Jalen. We got we got to keep out. This might be the best season that we've had in a while. Like the hunt, the hundred NFL season was good, but this one adding the extra week, man. This might be the best one. Yeah, them adding the extra week basically kept a lot of teams in the hunt for ninety percent of the season. There was only like five or six teams that were out of it. For most of the year, but almost everybody had a chance like this year. But yeah, wild card weekend, man. It's 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 stacked. Wild card weekend is definitely stacked. Matchups are incredible, man. Jay, you will go ahead and get started, man, with the pre playoff preview. Yes, sir. You know, I got all the matchups right here. We'll just go one by one and preview each game and predict who we think is gonna win the game. So we're gonna start off with the Saturday games. Um, we first got the Raiders going to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals. Oh my God, Jay. <clears throat> I ain't gonna lie, man. I'm gonna have to go with Joey B and the boys, man. AFC North champ, Joey B and the Bengals, man. Joe Mixon shit. And Jamar, I'm gonna take the slant for that 75 yards chase, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with the boys, man. It's gonna be a great game. I, I think, feel like we already saw this matchup this year, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, they played each other. I, I, yeah, I'm about to say so. It's. Most of these are rematches from the season, so it's going to be good. But I'm going to have to go with the Bengals, man. Shout out to Raiders, though. But this this is going to be a great, great first game to start off Super Wild Card Weekend. 
Oh, yeah. I, I got to agree with you here. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow and the Bengals, too. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth game. It's going to go down to the wire. But just the Bengals, man, riding that momentum in from the end of the season, plus that home field advantage means a lot at the end also. So I'm going to definitely take Joe Burrow and the Bengals going here in, in a close win. You, you mind if I take this next one, man? Oh, yeah, you can go ahead. All right, man. So the next game we have on that Saturday, man, we have my New England Pat Ryan's man, going against the Buffalo Bills. This is fight night round three. This this is really going to determine who won the AFC side now, nah, but I'm so I'm tired. I'm so tired of fucking facing the Bills. You're like I'm sick of it. Like they know our weaknesses, Josh Allen. But the weather look. They saying the weather gonna be looking kind of bad in Buffalo. Like five uh, degrees, probably snowing. I think I don't uh, know. That's what I just been seeing. So, but you already know I'm gonna I'm rock with my boys, man. I ain't think we was gonna be in this position. Matt Jones, we're going to see, hopefully, my boys Damien and Ramondre and Brandon Bolden healthy, man. Run game strong. Hopefully, our defense stays stout, man. Red Sleeves, Judon, JC, Mr. INT Jackson, you feel me? Man, I just, man, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited, man. I'm tired of facing the Bills, though, so I'm kind of scared. But you already know I'm going with the Pat Riders, man. Info. Facts. I respect that, man. Hey, it's it's impressive New England made the playoffs this year in general because I really wasn't expecting them to get there. And we at first we thought it was gonna play in the Bengals, but by the Raiders getting in, it like switched the whole matchup process yeah, up. It, it switched up everything. But man, I'm I'm gonna just remember that no one circles the wagon like the Buffalo <laughs> Bills, man. That's all I'm gonna remember. <laughs> but man, sorry to go against you right here, but just because. It's cool, the home man. field advantage just because we got a rookie quarterback and Matt Jones. He might come out firing, but I'm gonna just take. I don't know. I'm I'm scared. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm I'm excited though. Like I'm just excited because I'm satisfied with what we did here this season. I'm satisfied just because of the unknown with Matt Jones and then you know Buffalo being at home and all that stuff. I got to take the Bills winning this one here, man, at home. All right, man. I think we got the Bucks in the we we uh, we, we got the Bucks and the Eagles next. I think. Yup, Bucks and Eagles. One o'clock game yeah. on uh, Sunday. Yup, you're the team. I I I you already know who I'm going with, man. I'm going with Brady and them boys, man. Defense, JPP and Shaq gonna be back. Hopefully, Leonard Fournette be back, man. Receivers, I don't know. Mike gonna have to do. I don't know. I don't know what we gonna do. I kind of want the Eagles to put the Bucks out of their misery because I'm just like I don't know if they can do it again, but. You already know I'm going with the books, man. Shout out to Eagles, though. I think Jalen Hurts is playing, right? Yeah, as far as I know. I think he's going to be bet. All right, that's going to that's gonna be tough because, you know, he, he like to use his legs. And you know how they how, how they love to struggle. They Even though they beat the Eagles earlier this year, they love to the defense, love to struggle, offense, love to struggle. So we just going to see what the books – it's all up on the books and how they show up. I'm going to be pissed if they don't show up, but it's all good. I think they're going to show up, man. Fournette supposed to be bet. That they're they're banking on him trying to play. They're they're trying. They're, I think they're trying to get him to play. All right, that's gonna be huge. I think he will make a big difference if he's playing, of course. But regardless, I'm because I think Rojo heard too. Oh yeah, they they definitely need Fournette to come through. But regardless, I'm a, I'm gonna take Brady, man. I can't have Brady. Can't predict Brady going out in the wild card round at home against the Eagles, even though the Eagles gonna be hype and probably make it a good game. It's gonna be tough. I think the Bucks just gonna find a way. To propel, man. The Eagles probably gonna make it close for the third, first three and a half quarters, but at the end, I see Tampa finding a way to pull it through, man, and, and beating the Eagles uh, right there at the end. So can't bet against Brady in the wild card round. I'm I'm not, man. I'm not in this the go episode. Gotta turn up. But yeah, man, we got the 49ers and the Cowboys in the next hey. Sunday game in Super Wild Card. Yes, weekend. I'm ready this for this go- matchup. <laughs> this is gonna be a great game, man. But Jay, I'm gonna keep it hot with you. I'm gonna still. I'm gonna have to go with them damn boys, man. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, okay. Cause I just, I don't, I don't know why, but I just, cause the fort, like we, you know, the Forty Nine ers are a hot team. You feel me? But and I'm, a, I guess I'm, a, I'm. A, it's just Jim. It's just you either gonna take Jimmy Garoppolo or Dak Prescott, and I think I, I, I'm gonna take Dak. I think I'm gonna have to take Dak. All right, this is gonna be my upset pit of the week right here. I just think this is a bad draw for the Cowboys in the first round. Especially running, though, because you... Yes, the running. I don't even think Jimmy G is going to be much of a factor, honestly, because I think the 49ers just going to run the ball down Dallas's throat. Dallas struggles to defend the run a lot. And the 49ers' defense is also very good, and 
they just a bad matchup overall for Dallas, I think, really on both sides of the ball. So I'm just going to take the 49ers in the upset and win at Jerry World. And another disappointing playoff would, loss. You already know I wouldn't be mad. You already yeah. know I wouldn't be mad at the 49ers <laughs> when they random boys up out of Jerry World. Hey, I'm not even saying this because I don't like the Cowboys, but I really think it's a bad matchup for Dallas, honestly. I think I kind of think it is, too, because, I mean, if, they, if you're not going to force them, if you're not going to force Jimmy G to beat you, then then they're going to run it down your throat. Yeah. I don't see Dallas stopping them from running down their throats. And then, like I said, 49ers defense is very is very good. They've been playing great lately. So, I think 49ers going to upset Dallas and Jerry World. It's going to be yet another disappointing season for their fans. Let's just we we gonna see, man. Let, let's just let's just hope let's just hope and pray. So, <laughs> so nah. But all right, man. Let, let's just let's get into it. Uh, the Steelers and the Chiefs, man. The last game on on Sunday, man. Is it big? Look, Big Ben in the last dance, man. Turn Big Ben, turn me up. Seven, turn me up, man. We got the Steelers versus the Chiefs. Wild Super Wild Card Weekend. You already know I'm going with the Chiefs, even though. T.J. White is a maniac. The defense has been playing okay. They got Mike T. out here on live. You feel me dancing? You know, walking your trap, take over your trap. That was that was a great moment. Mike Mike T. on live, but I'm taking the Chiefs in about in about four. I'm taking the Chiefs in four. It's the Chiefs. I I can't bet against the Chiefs. Yeah, man, I agree. Chiefs all the way right here. Uh, shout out to Big Ben for just getting to the playoffs because I didn't think they was going to do it. A lot fell away from them to get in, but he's going to have his final dance uh, in Arrowhead, man. This, this is going to be it for him. I just can't see them going there, beating Kansas City. I feel like Kansas City is going to have a repeat of what they did to him a couple weeks ago. I see them beating him by a couple touchdowns, man. So, yeah, Kansas City all the way in this one. Chiefs just going to keep on chiefing, man. Yep. <laughs> Last game, Super Wild Card Weekend, Jay. We got a, a, a NFC West rematch. You feel me? Round three, fight night, round three, Monday night. We got the Cardinals versus the Rams, man. This this probably going to be the best game. This probably going to be the best game. And I'm going to keep it hot. I might, if the Cardinals healthy, I'm going with the cards. I'm go, I got to go with the cards. I don't know why. But I I might have to go with the cards on here, man. The Avengers. This is gonna be a tough. You got the Avengers versus the cards, man. We 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 and who you got, man? Because this this is gonna be the best game. I don't know, I, like, bro. This is by far for me the toughest game toss-up. to pick right here. Like, said, it is. It's a toss. Division rivals, like they know each other well. Like both both teams have been like Jekyll and Hyde this year. One week they look amazing, then next week he's like one in the world. Then you got Matt Stafford. You know he's gonna throw his couple picks as usual. JJ Watt coming back for the Cardinals. Bro, he's a dog. JJ Watt is a demon. He just had how many? He had like how many surgeries when he went out this season? Then he just, he just had like back surgery or something. Now he coming back for the playoffs, bro. JJ Watt is a demon. I swear to God, I don't know how he do it. Every time he get hurt, he come back for the playoffs. I don't get it. I don't get it either, man. It's crazy. I'm glad he came back though, cause he he came to the Cardinals just for this moment to get back in the playoffs. So. I'm glad he had this opportunity. He, he better show out, too. Oh, yeah. He better show out. But I think this game going to come down to the battle of the quarterbacks. And I feel like Kyler will be be better than Matt Stafford in this game. I don't trust Matt Stafford the way he's been throwing these picks, man, the last half of the season. So I'm going I'm to take Kyler and the Cardinals in a close one. It's a toss-up, though. And we might ain't, we might have the link for some of these games wild card weekend, man. Because this is, this is going to be too beautiful not to watch. Together. This is going to be too beautiful not to watch. For real, a lot of great matchups. I don't think there's going to be any blowouts. The biggest potential blowout might be the uh, Steelers and the Chiefs game. But outside of that, I think all games yeah, going to be close. That's, that's, yeah. It's just a horrible matchup for the Steelers. Man. I don't think they're going to have much of a chance in them. <laughs> for my first NFL award prediction, man, I got the MVP, most valuable player. And you already know who I think it is, man. You already know what episode we are, number 12. So you already know my MVP, the GOAT. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr., man, you feel me? Four-time NFL MVP coming soon, man. Let's go. Bet, bet. Even though they probably going to give it to Aaron yeah. Rodgers, which is some bullshit, but we ain't going to talk about it. Yeah. So, no, we gonna, yeah. We, we going to talk we about it. We got to talk about it just because I don't want him to get it, but as a prediction that's realistic, I think the MVP will go to Aaron Rodgers. I already know they're going to give it to him because he had the best record in the NFC. It's bullshit, though. <laughs> and he led like, in a lot of statistical my, categories. My boy, my boy is the passing leader 
this year, man, completions, touchdowns, yards, man. Like every other quarterback to get MVP had had one, at least some of those led in those categories. But when my boy get it, is he he when he is the passing leader, he not gonna get it. That's disrespectful, man. I ain't gonna lie to you, but it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I still got him getting MVP. You know what I'm saying? They they better they better do the right thing. Thanks, man. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think they would give the Aaron Rodgers there as usual. You know how they do with these regular season awards. But, like I mentioned in the last episode, I was like, hey, who cares at the end of the day? Because, I mean, Brady able to go in and beat Aaron Rodgers again in the playoffs this year, I mean, does it really matter? Nah, it ain't, <laughs> nah it's not. Because it ain't, it ain't matter last year yeah. when he got Both it. Both these guys' legacies are cemented, so MVP at this point really ain't going to change. Neither one of them, honestly. Yeah, so this, this award kind of don't matter right. unless it go to Cooper Cup or JT Jonathan Taylor, even though it probably won't. Probably won't happen. It'll be nice if somebody like Cooper Cup got it because, you know, triple crown winner, but the MVP in the NFL yeah, is basically the a quarterback. Crown, man. Speaking of, shut up. We, we, we gonna, I'm going to shout him out later when we get to his, get, get to his uh, nomination. But the, on next on my list, man, defensive player of the year, you know, I got to go with the boy. <laughs> Terrence James Watt, TJ Watt, even though that's not his real name. I don't, I don't know what his real name is. <laughs> I'm about is, to say it. I ain't, I ain't Terrence James <laughs> Watt, you feel me? TJ Watt, defensive player of the year. They, I feel like they hold him last year. So they, they can't hold they can't hold a boy this year. They got to give him defensive player of the year this year. Like They got to. Oh, yeah. It's got to be TJ Watt, man. I agree completely. I think Aaron Donald got it last year because of his reputation, his name. But TJ Watt got to get it yeah. this year. I know a lot of people have been talking about Michael Parsons. He's a beast, man. It's amazing what he's doing as a rookie, but TJ Watt, bro, he just completely remakes and reshapes the whole Steelers defense when he playing. You saw when he wasn't playing this year, the defense was soft. Looked like a completely different team, but the main reason Steelers been winning games this year because of that TJ Watt-led defense. TJ Watt. So he got to get it. Yeah, man. Shout out TJ Watt, man. They don't give it to him this year, man. He tied the single-season sack record that Michael Strahan held for like tw- almost 15 years. Yeah. Or, or so. And you can't say he did it with an extra game because he missed the game, so it really bounced out. He missed the game, so he he did the same thing. Yeah. Man, but yeah. And TJ Watt for Defensive Player of the Year, man. If you don't give it to TJ, just do away with the award. He got to get it. Oh, yeah. You just got to get rid of it, man. On the coach of the year, Jay Angola, I had one down, but I Angola, I got I got a top three. This is tough. I got a top this is three. tough. There's a lot of deserving guys. Oh, first, the one that I got right, written down right now is Matt LaFleur for the Packers, you know, number one seed, NFC. I think they record like 13 and 2, 13 and 3 this year, 14, something like that. For the extra game. Um But the other two I got, man, Mike Vrabel. For the uh, the Tennessee Titans and Bill Belichick for just having for doing what he did with a rookie quarterback. Those are my top three coach of the years. But I feel like it's either going between between Vrabel and uh, Lafleur. Yeah, there's a lot of deserving candidates for coach of the year this year. A lot of teams, you know, kind of outperformed expectations and did well even after injuries and cover related situations. So because of that, I got to give mine to Mike Vrabel, uh, coach of the Tennessee Titans. Just because they like, won the AFC, man, and then they missed Derrick Henry for about half the year. Julio, Julio. they been they don't miss all they all. AJ Brown like, missed a lot of time. I think they used the most. I think they had like the used the most people on offense this season. Like on the like, as a team, they had like the most people. Yeah, they out here. They had to bring in and out because of COVID and everything, and they still won the NFC. They out here with Ryan Tannehill and a bunch I of mean, backups. The AFC, my bad. Tannehill and a bunch of backups, man, still just winning games. I was surprised they was able to win the AFC. Just because of the fact that they won the AFC yeah. with all the injuries, I think Mike has to get it, man. But it's a lot of deserving candidates. Yeah, Vrabel might get it just for them winning the AFC, man. Shout out Mike Vrabel and the, and the Derrick Henry led, you know, got to say that, Tennessee Titans. Former Patriot player on the Billy shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, he he been, he been one of the best ones. He been one of the best ones. Well, we go, we gonna go down to you know I, next on my list. I have the AP Offensive Player of the Year, and we all know who that should be. The Triple Crown winner. Yep. That means he had the most yards, receptions, and touchdowns when it come to receiver position. Mister Cooper Cup, man, AP Offensive Player of the Year. Jay, we already yeah, we already know who that why, who, why it's going to him. Oh yeah, Cooper Cup. I don't really got to say much to this. This should be another obvious one, like TJ Watt. Win a triple crown like that as a receiver, man. Cooper Cup, just amazing all year long. So he he definitely has to win Offensive Player of the Year. 
And then next for me, man, we got defensive rookie of the year. And obviously, we already know it's going to be Mr. 11, Mr. Michael Parsons from the Dallas Cowboys, man. He's just been a, a force to be reckoned with, being put on the line to be a rusher and coverage. And he's he's been a dog this year, man, on the defensive side of the ball with Tr- Trayvon Diggs over there. So, yeah, Michael Parsons, defensive rookie of the year, Jay. What, what you got? Yeah, Michael Parsons. I mean, this one easy, too. I mean, he was in the running for defensive player of the year overall as a rookie. And Dallas, they nailed this draft pick. Uh, he's definitely one of the two or three best players in this draft. Probably the best. With the, like, it had the most impact out of rookies. Probably him and Jamar Chase. But Michael Parsons definitely should be a lock for a defensive rookie of the year. No bet, man. Next, we got the AP Offensive Rookie of the Year Award. And we already—I I said his name earlier. Yeah, this award is going to Jamar. I'm gonna take this damn slant around <laughs> 75 yards for a TD chase. You feel me, Mister? I couldn't catch in the preseason. That's who AP Offensive Rookie of the Year is. Offensive Rookie of the Year is going to Jamar Chase. Yes, sir. Hey, I'm surprised. I thought you was gonna give it to your boy Matt Jones for a minute there. <laughs> That's delusional, bro. I mean, considering what he did for a rookie quarterback, yeah, but. Hey, Jamar Chase is we already seen what he did this year. He's ridiculous. Yeah, because I've been seeing a lot of Patriots fans online be like, oh, Matt Jones. I'm like, nah. Jamar Chase gotta get it though. He got to. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I'm not a delusional fan. I'm always a realist. Uh, I would love Matt Jones to get it for what he did as a rookie quarterback in in New England, but you gotta give it to Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is out here breaking records, man. Like these numbers he's been putting up. This year is amazing. Like he's putting up numbers better than a lot of the, the veteran thing, receivers. Second to last game of last game, bro had like 10, 10 plus receptions for like two sixty six. Like, yeah, crazy. And I remember, like you said, man, I was worried about him when the season first started because I drafted him for fantasy, and then he talking about you now he couldn't catch and all this stuff. I was like, oh lord, I just about to work out, and then he just started turning up from week one. Like, okay, everybody forgot, man. But him and Joe Burrow definitely gonna be a tandem, man, for the next ten years, man, to be reckoned with. Yeah, they might try to break Brady and Grant record, Brady and uh, Randy Moss record one day for real. Best tandem. They might. The way they be throwing the ball more and more each year in the league, man, it's more, you know, more downfield yardage. So they got a chance. And last but not least, man, we have comeback player of the year. And this was, I mean, kind of tough between Dak and Joe Burrow. But just because Dak came back and won the, the, NFC, the NFC lease, I'm not. I got to give it to Joey B, man, coming back from okay. the torn ACL and winning the AFC North, man. AFC North King, Joey B, comeback player of the year. Yeah, man, I got I got to agree with you on this one, too. I was back and forth with Dak and Joe Burrow on this one also because Dak was impre- pretty impressive this year, too, uh, coming back from the injury. But Joe Burrow, because they came more out of nowhere and won a tougher division, in my opinion. And he's younger. He got younger weapons, young coach and everything just for them to – just overcome the obstacles and the Bengals, man. They've been bad for so long. So I think Joe Burrow leading that franchise back to relevance. He has to be the comeback player of the year. Yes, sir. Get the get. You feel me? Come on, man. Get the get. Yes, sir. But it's going to do it for the NFL award predictions, man. Man, let try let us let us know some of y'all NFL award predictions on our social medias, man. See what y'all got. See what y'all thinking about. See where y'all headed. Yeah, yeah, y'all let us know, man. We're we going to see how accurate we are with most of these awards. But like like we said, we think most of these should be pretty obvious. But, you know, the voters each year never cease to surprise us. <laughs> and what, what, what we got next for the people, Jay, man? I feel like we got we got a good a good Eyes on NC segment, man. What, what, what we got, man? I think we got a, a real dog for it this week. Man. Yeah, man, we got, we got a couple of our usual segments coming up for you. We're going to start off with the Eyes on NC. So um, we got to highlight Samaj Teal this week, man, from Greenville, North Carolina. Uh, he currently plays at Winston-Salem State University. Uh, he started out playing high school at Farmville Central High School, uh, leading them to back-to-back state championships. Dude was a beast at Farmville, man, one of the best trios I've seen in high school. Young Mexican, you know, attributed that to with him, uh, Jay Wright, and Baby T to Quavion Smith, man. Those boys are nasty. Yeah, best three-headed. Monster I've ever seen play basketball in person. Samaj was just a he was just an animal, yo. Like 
downhill getting to the cup, bro, is unstoppable. Up and under, he doing it all. Left hand, right hand. You can't you can't stop him going downhill. Got the range. Like he's just to me, he's a he, he's a floor he's a floor general. Definitely. Like he he can really he can really do it all, man. He's just a dog, bro. When out of all three of them, I can't obviously I can't really choose who the best is. Like they are like they just all my favorite, bro. But he he's a monster, bro. Shout out Samaj. Yes, sir. Definitely a floor general. Uh he committed to Winston Salem State University in twenty twenty. Uh, he had other offers from UNCW and James Madison, to name a couple schools. Uh, he scored 23 points and made a game-time three versus Virginia State University for uh, for Winston-Salem on January the 7th. So he definitely been doing his thing for Winston-Salem. And that led to him being named the CIAA Rookie of the Week, man. So, yeah, Samaj definitely doing big things up there in Winston. They definitely got to steal game. Definitely, definitely need to get him on the 24-12 pod, too, man. Like. It just it just be nice to talk to him, man. Just see, just seeing him play in these big games, you know, at Farmville, you feel me? And then seeing him go to the go to the illustrious WSSU, man. It's it's, it's good to see see him doing good things, man. Oh uh, yes, most definitely, most definitely, man. Le- league league him, please league him. You feel? Oh me? yeah, oh yeah. Samaj definitely your eyes on NC, man. Spotlight player of the week. So yeah, leading from Samaj, man. We're gonna stay with the local talent. Uh, especially at Winston, we had for our dog of the week this week. We got a trio for our dog of the week. All these guys, had- trio two five legends in the building. You feel me? Yes, sir. Two five worldwide, but yeah, they all from the same area. Matter from the same town, Kinston, North Carolina. Man, they all did amazing things in this past week, all on different levels. Uh, we're gonna start out with Mr. Damian Dunn. He plays for Temple University uh, from Kinston, North Carolina. We played at Kinston High School. Made a game winner over ECU the other day, man, which was cold. That was his second game winner he's made this year. He's averaging over 20 points per game for Temple. So, Damian Dunn doing his thing up there. Then we got Mr. Dane Time. Yes, sir. Then we got Mr. Isaac Parson. Uh, went to Salem State University. I also played at Kinston High School from Kinston, North Carolina. He made a game winner over Elizabeth City State University to get Winston to win in that game, uh, leading them to a 3-2 and record in the CIAA and 9-4 and record overall. And then last but not least, we got Mr. Brandon Ingram, man. Everybody knows B.I., New Orleans Pelicans. The other night, he played 37 minutes, 11-19 from the field, 6-7 from three. Uh, Had nine assists, four rebounds, and made a game-winning three in a 128-125 win over the Minnesota Timberwolves. B.I. has definitely been leading that Pelicans team down there this year as that number one go-to option, especially without Zion. So, yeah, this is our trio of Dog of the Weeks, all from Kinston, man. It's amazing. What they're doing, man, all on different levels, you know, D1, D2, and in the NBA, man. So shout out to the, the Kinston guys. And they, and they all were game winning threes, too. So it's just crazy. Like, it's, it's, something, it's something in the water in the 2 5, man. But, and shout out, you know, the 2 5 legend, B.I., Dame Time, and IP, man. IP a dog, too, bro. It's, it's a lot of people we got to get out here, Jay. It's just a lot of dogs, bro. We seen play. It's just watching, just watching all their games just flourish, bro. It's 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 lovely to see, bro. Like shout shout out to all of them, man. Two five legends, sir. Two five. Shout out to Bi, IP, and Damian, man. Y'all like dogs of the week. Hey, man. All all star Bi, please. All star him, please. Oh yeah. We we need that. We need that. Oh yeah, I've been voting for him oh, yeah. constantly. He definitely yeah, need to start. Y'all need to go vote on Twitter anywhere. Get Bi on that All Star team, man. He deserve it. Yeah, B.I. is definitely deserving, man. So y'all definitely vote B.I.N. He definitely deserves to be on that Western Conference All-Star team from this year. I'm sorry this week, man. I, I don't have I don't have my MVP, you know, most valuable playlist segment for y'all this week, man. But I, I, I ain't going to lie. I've been slacking. My bad. But I will be listening to the new the new weekend, Don FM, and that new Gunner, man, Drip Season 4. So I will and anything else that come out in between the next time we record, bro. So I got y'all next week, man. The MVP gonna be back. Bet, bet, yeah, we can't wait for that. As usual, man. You know, we, young master always got some fire with us with his MVP segment. Babe, hey, we made it to the end of the episode, man. Before we get out of here, though, I got a couple final thoughts on the hardwood. Uh, I'll just shout out to Clay Thompson for coming back, doing his thing. Uh, yeah, it's Clay Day, Clay Day, Air Day, man. It was. I'm, I'm going to let you go, man. It, it was a great moment to see Clay Day back, man. Clay Day every day. Oh, yeah. Man, he back like he never left, man. First player of the game. He just had a, a drive to the basket, cut to the basket. I think assist by Steph, which was crazy, like the old Warriors days. 
They ain't got the got the poster on two yep. two calves. I was just like, yo, dog came back. Like Clay came back, ready to hoop on niggas. Come back, play on the year type. Shit. Right, come back, play the year. He ain't scared. He just out here firing like old Clay too. With he the wasn't scared. Just out there firing. It's, it's, it's usual Clay though. So we, I expected nothing less, man. This this week, bro. This that day was just beautiful. Sunday was beautiful, man. Week eighteen didn't disappoint. You know, Clay they came back, man. Got the Splash Brothers back together, about to terrorize the league. You know, even though they lost to Jai and the Grizzlies on a ten game win streak last night, but you know, it's Clay. It's Clay the air day, man. It, the league miss Clay. Is is lovely to have him back, man. I'm gonna say it again, man. It's Clay the air day. Clay day got glad to have you back, Clay. Also, shout out to Born Ready Man Lance Stevenson. Another guy returning oh, yeah, to one of his old teams. He doing his thing in Indiana. I don't know what it is when Lance plays with Indiana, bro. He just be turning up. Yeah, Lance make him dance. Definitely been out there hooping, man. They, I think they did they sign up for the rest of the season too. They, I think. they will. I think they gave him a second ten day. But after, yeah, they gave him a second ten day. He been they they better sign up. Yeah. It might might as well. They about to get rid of everybody anyway. Yeah, they said they will, but you know they they always do the ten day process first. Then when the second one run out, they're gonna sign up for the rest of the year. Yeah, baby. but it's like retro this year with the league. All these ten days, all these guys come back. Like Lance with the Pacers, Mario Chalmers to come back, Greg Monroe, he, yeah. Isaiah Thomas, like taking it back. Yeah, Dirk should have got a ten day after getting retired, man. For real, for real. Hey, no cap. Hey, Dirk can still come in and get a couple jumpers up, man. <laughs> a little, a little something, a little something. Hey, look, run a little pick and roll with Luca, bro. <laughs> look, man, look, little Dirk never hurt, man. Little Dirk never hurt. <laughs> So you you done on the final thoughts? Man? Yeah, yeah, that's it for me. Just hype for the um, upcoming playoff weekend football. But yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, man. My last final thought. Just had to let it be known again. Twelve episodes in. Go episode. Shout out my boy Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. The only twelve. <laughs> the real twelve. Greatest athlete of all time. Argue with your mama if you don't think so. And I'm out. Young master. 2412. Let's go. All right, y'all. On that note, we out of here, man. Thanks again for listening. Y'all are new. Follow us on all our social medias at the 2412 pod. We be back better than ever on this. We win another episode, man. So this your boy Jalen signing up. Your boy Keetwan, aka Massa, man. We out this thing. Gang. Deuces. So 12. <laughs>